Did I take enough data into consideration? And if you think it through, you find you never could take enough data into consideration. The data for a decision in any given situation is infinite. Welcome to another episode of Decision Architecture Podcast. My name is Chris. Decision Architecture Podcast is a technology and society podcast dedicated to bringing information around artificial intelligence, technology, society, entrepreneurship, and how we can cope with this new life that we have in front of us today. My name is Chris, and I am the host. Um, this week, I am going to be talking a little bit about Metaverse. Um, and I don't know if you have read it in the, in the actual, um, I guess in some of the news, you might have even heard that Facebook, um, the social media you know, company, software company that has been really popular at bringing people together online, has changed their name to Metaverse. And um, there's a lot of people who think it's a great idea. There's a lot of people who don't think it's a great idea. But I um, am, have been following it for a while. I wanted to share my ideas, plus some of the ideas of what others have been thinking about. Why is a good idea? Why is scary? Um, if you are a fam- person that is familiar with, you know, virtual reality, augmented reality, um, sci-fi movies that talk about people being able to go into, you know, world by plugging in, you know, into a, into an internet or to a game like, like the matrix, for example, um, you know, this show will probably be for you. Um, I will be going over some of the pros and cons of why I think metaverse is actually a problem and why it's really a solution and why there really isn't anything we can do at this point to like stop it. You know, this is like a train that we're going on. There's no stops in my opinion. So if you'd like to listen to it, you know, please visit my, uh, you know, visit, you know, you always send me, asking me on um, social media. Twitter is the new and permanent place to um, talk about these things. So if you wanted to go ahead and, and, you know, say hi, visit Decisions Theory. That's all one word. That's Decisions Theory, all one word on Twitter. Um, you can also go ahead and email at LearnicGCM, which is L-R-N-E-C-G-C-Y-I-S-A-M at gmail.com. Um, that is the, um, the, the the name that I'm using for um, for things online. So um, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to just start laying out some of the, uh, the things that I've been uh, listening to. So stay tuned. Hi, it's me, Edisha again. And you're listening to Decision Architecture Podcast, a technology podcast about how decisions define us and how they don't. We are approaching a future where we will be able to see how each of our decisions opens a new door and closes another. Decisions, decisions, decisions. (laughs) When choosing what podcast to tune into, choose Decision Architecture Podcast. AI is at the forefront of a new era of computing, cognitive computing. It's a radically new kind of computing, very different from the programmable systems that preceded it, as different as those systems were from the tabulating machines of a century ago. Conventional computing solutions, based on the mathematical principles that emanate from the 1940s, are programmed based on rules and logic intended to derive mathematically precise answers, often following a rigid decision tree approach. 
But with today's wealth of big data and the need for more complex evidence-based decisions, such a rigid approach often breaks or fails to keep up with available information. Cognitive computing enables people to create a profoundly new kind of value, finding answers and insights locked away in volumes of data. <laughs> the Joe Rogan experience. So let's talk about the metaverse, because like uh, I'm really fascinated by this decision of Facebook to change the name of Facebook to Meta and to uh, the metaverse, which I think people are just gonna they're, they're gonna like re they're gonna realize that the, this is this is a crazy idea that you're gonna give your life to some sort of augmented or virtual reality world that's created by a guy who's involved in this company whose algorithms are sowing the seeds of distrust and hate although but now we're gonna fucking let him take over what you see and feel because you're gonna have a new company and this new company is gonna be virtually reality based where he's literally he he reenacted a scene from black mirror yeah well which is know, unironically i know and you know what makes me a little sad i think that it's going to happen. You think when, it's going to happen? Yeah, I, I think that you and I are of a different generation, dude. I think there are a lot of kids who are growing up in Fortnite world and spend a lot, and I think the pandemic really accelerated this. There are a lot of people who lived right. online for the entire pandemic. And so for people like me and for people like my parents, not seeing other humans for a long time was actually quite painful and terrible. Like we actually did want to get out and be with the community and see friends and do that sort of stuff. What if you spend your entire life from the time you're a little kid interacting with screens? What if those screens are getting increasingly sophisticated so that they are interacting with you in ways that humans would? What if you get to be whatever, like we're a society, we we're just talking about this, where you get to be whatever you want to be. What if there's a world where you actually can be and everybody sees you the way you want to be seen? Would you rather live there where you're like rich and good looking and everybody likes you? Or would right. you rather live in the real world where you're disconnected from all of that and you end up with like Ready Player One world? I think it's going to happen. It, yeah, it, no, it, it, it's as long as it can become indistinguishable from reality, which it will be able to be. It's, it's going to take time, whether it's five years or 10 years. If you go back and look at Pong, which was uh, the first game that I ever saw when I was a child, it's ridiculous. It's like a white ball that bounces across, and you have a, a straight two line battles, yep. that's a paddle. <laughs> and it's the, it's the dumbest game that you could never convince a child to play. Today. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is uh, the, the Decision Architecture Podcast. My name is Chris. Um, each week we go ahead and we try to come together for a small, you know, conversation in our forum where we discuss, you know, different topics in artificial intelligence, technology, and society. Today's topic, uh, we are talking about Facebook meta and the pros and cons about uh, how we should let artificial intelligence, you know, enter into our minds and our societies and, and what it will happen if it, you know, you know, rules, you know, controls the entire world. Um, a lot of people, uh, like on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, Joe Rogan had Ben Shapiro and you may have been listening to a small little clip where they were talking about, you know, this, this, the fears that could probably come from some of the issues or the problems that can come from it. Uh, for me personally, um, I, all this is not going to happen right away. You know, it may take five years for us to actually see something that may be something similar to what we're, we're looking at. But right now, a lot of, a lot of the things that, that is being used are, you know, they're just like very uh, gimmicky. You know, it's not really, you know, uh, ready player one, you know, if this is not the major where everything is like pretty much limited. But, you know, with time, 
you know, we'll be able to see more and more of these things, you know, in our reality as, you know, we get 5G and 6G and 7G and how we get, um, we'll be able to find people who are interested in, um, you know, actually working on, you know, different games and, and ideas to, you know, provide experiences, you know, which I think that the experiences are actually may outweigh the problems that we have, you know. One of the things that they were talking about on the show was that if the person who uses Basic Meta's Metaverse, um, they'll be able to, um, you know, you know, work remotely in, in, a, in an area where it's not really, um, it's not really the real reality, you know. Like think about, you know, if you're living in a house and your house is in a in a rural area, but then you want to, you know, live in the city, you might be able to, you may not be able to go to the to the office in the city. But they may have a digital virtual office that you can actually go to. Um, you know, I think that the thing when I'm looking at it, it's like it is scary because it's more like what happens if it's like the movie, uh, the TV series uh, Black Mirror. Uh, you know, where you're kind of like locked into this like reality and you can't really go ahead and be around the real people, but you'll be stuck doing these things. And maybe these things could lead to some issues. It, it probably will um, eventually. I think that all, you know, good things, you know, um, change after some time. But I don't necessarily think that uh, at, in, in the beginning it, will, it won't be a problem. I think that getting there, getting to that problematic situation or the uh, dystopia, if you may have a, that's a lack for a better term, it would be better if we would see the, um, the, uh, the issues would come because of the number of people who aren't aware of it. You know, so if you are interested in, um, you know, regulation, it's much better that we start talking about these things in our, you know, in Congress or in our local government, um, getting to figure out how many kids, you know, will be prone to using it and how we can limit them from doing that. And um, in China, I think they have some sort of like limitation to like one or two hours on, on games, you know, which is probably a good idea, you know, but I, I, still, I still feel we should still move forward in that idea, like where we should use, we should try to at least learn about these things and figure out where it's going on because they do have some benefits. One of the things for that using Facebook Metas that I actually um, was listening to, I don't think it would, it would talking too much about it on this show, but there's another clip I have on another show where they were talking about the, um, the fact that if somebody is like, you know, severely, you know, injured, physically injured, and they want to be able to walk around, they could be able to use this particular um, platform to, you know, to feel like they're walking around or running or even flying. Um, there's also opportunities to get people who are, uh, severely mentally, uh, uh, ill or not meant or, uh, depression or mentally retarded, you know, they can, you know, rebuild their brain so that they can actually become a very helpful, you know, uh, citizen in society more than they already are, depending on the level of, of their um their physical physical or mental disability those are really great there's a lot of people right now that is untapped talent you know there could be someone that could be able to use their brains or their minds to do something but they can't because they're locked in this thing now there'll be a whole new set of like rules and groups that's going to help us you know protect people from one another and you know and maybe like you know digital digital cop or uh, neuromancer um if you don't remember that show it's called thought police that was a that was a big thing too. Um, that really kind of helps you to think about how the world could be. Um, 
me personally, I don't think that um, I don't I don't think that we should stop. I think we should just really be more aware. You know, um, getting more people to be you know you know conscious about what's going on, being paying attention to what what is necessary needed, and also being afraid of some of the terrorist issues that might occur. You know, there might be some you know a, you know angry group that might try to like you know cause problems, like you know attacking the um, the the grid, you know, just to prevent this stuff from happening. You know, or you might have some you know higher level elite that will want to live above everybody and then what they do is that they avoid um people from um they avoid people from um what do you say like they avoid people from from um how would you say it like they avoid people from from actually participating in their in their little world so they'll basically they'll they'll probably be disconnected from the, from the metaverse and but they'll be able to live the regular life but it'll be so high level that they won't have to worry about anything because of the fact that they would have these people working for them. Um, you know, and they might, you know, think about, I don't know how, if you think about Rick and Morty's uh, episode where Rick um, had a problem with his car battery and he had to go into the world in the car battery where there was actually a world in a car battery. People were actually working to keep the power running. And um, they stopped. The reason why the power the battery wasn't working was because that, they evolved and they were able to make their own battery and they and they got off the machine and that because they got off the machine it caused a problem so there's a lot of things that goes on about these worlds and stuff like that and, and i can go on it for a while but i, I don't want to initially i just wanted just to drop this little conversation here um so in the next clip i'm going to put on i'm going to i want to just talk a little bit about the pros and cons that I heard from uh, this other show that I thought was, you know, was more open. He 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 went ahead and he made time to to talk about the, the pros and cons and the way I feel like I'm talking about, not like in a fear mongering thing, like oh we're all doomed. It's not like that. So uh, I'm gonna play that clip and then when we get back, uh, I'll talk about that and then we'll end the show. So stay tuned. Fewer planes, trains, cars, ships, delivery vans we're going to use, and thus our impact on the planet might well nosedive. And the final kind of exciting thing is that the metaverse will also be a new economy. The meta is developing a store within it called Horizon Marketplace, which is not just them selling stuff to us, but a platform where anyone can be a seller. You could create virtual clothing. You could craft a new virtual experience and charge people to try it. You could design a completely new world, anything. And you're no longer constrained by the physical materials you can get hold of, only your imagination and your ability to code. And I've got no doubt that every forward-thinking brand will also make sure that they have a presence here. Because, I mean, if we're spending all our time in the metaverse, and that's where we're going to meet people and appear to others, then our virtual appearances and our virtual homes are actually going to start to matter more than our physical ones. The point is, in a new world, you will also have new opportunities to earn. And if you're wondering, well, how do you make sure people don't just buy one copy and then redistribute my creations if your friend's accounts got hacked? You could be sitting in the same room as a cyber criminal and you wouldn't even know. We'd effectively be surrendering control of our entire sense of reality to other parties whose incentives are nothing to do with our best interests, just making sure that, I guess, you see as many adverts as possible. 
but there's more. You might not know this, but one of the biggest challenges of running a social media platform is actually in the moderation of it. If Facebook already has entire warehouses filled with people who are just scanning for the absolute worst things people are posting, hate speech, terrorism, exploitation, and just trying to prevent as much of it as possible from spreading. But it's one thing to try and police written text, where you can very easily scan for potentially harmful keywords. If Meta want to carry on this moderation in something as complex and as open as the metaverse, then they're gonna need to do it in a way that's incredibly invasive. They're gonna have to be watching exactly what tattoos people's avatars have, what the writing on their clothing is saying, every single item you design or purchase for your home space. Every action will happy. You wouldn't even give your family that kind of access, but this is a future where you could be giving it to Meta. But something potentially even scarier than the data problem is that we are talking about how companies will be able to create virtual experiences that feel indistinguishable from real ones, right? I mean, on one hand, that is a miracle, but isn't it also a little bit alarming? We are already being shown predominantly only the content we agree with and the content that we want to see. But if you take that concept into the realm of the metaverse, we could completely lose touch with what's actually real. The power to curate not just your newsfeed, but your entire world now means that if you hate seeing homeless people, well, your metaverse can pretend that they don't exist. If you didn't think COVID was real, in your version of the metaverse, it wouldn't be. If you only loved one tech brand and hated the rest, in your metaverse, that's all you'd need to see. You won't even really know if what someone is saying to you is actually what the person behind that avatar is saying or if it's just what Meta wants you to hear because it will keep you on the platform for the longest. Or let's say one, my best guess is that transactions will largely happen through cryptocurrencies. I've got a full video explaining those up there, but essentially the idea is that crypto is built with the ability to verify the authenticity of a virtual good. Or in other words, it already has the systems in place to be able to trace the ownership of them. So honestly, this whole metaverse thing has a pretty great sales pitch. The ability to be together with anyone, to be able to teleport to anywhere, to be able to create and experience anything. But it's also pretty scary. There's four key things that I think we need to be very mindful of. Like data. Let's be honest, Facebook has had a pretty rocky relationship with how it's handled user data in the past. And remember, that's from an era where we were still somewhat separate from our digital selves. But in the case where we become our digital selves, where our profiles are not just a few holiday photos that we choose to share, but literally everything we do in this metaverse, we're going to have to put a whole new level of trust into a company that doesn't exactly reveal how they're using this information. We're talking about data collection on the level of measuring your brain activity all right welcome back so um this is basically the um the last clip that you heard was from a youtuber called mr who's the boss that's m-r-w-h-o-s-e-t-h-e-b-o-s-s and I'll, I'll put the link in the description of his channel um on november 13 2021 he created a video called the metaverse could be a problem and he talks a lot about tech and his ideas about gaming and what, you know, things are going on, like cryptocurrencies and things like that. But I grabbed this clip because he's, he explained it in a really good way that I thought would be helpful for people who may not be um, familiar with, um, who may not be familiar with, um, with uh, what do you call it again, like cryptocurrencies and metaverse and augmented reality, these things. You know, probably just been like movies, but it's coming into reality. 
And um, the last video, I mean, the last uh, clips was from the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. You can catch his podcast it's for free only on Spotify. But he does share clips on YouTube. He used to be on YouTube um, a couple of year, a couple of months back. But then, uh, no, I think actually last year he, he got um, bought by Spotify. So now he's on Spotify exclusively. And he was on Spotify talking with Ben Shapiro, another, um, you know, uh, uh, I guess like I, I would say he, he, has, he has a podcast, he has a video podcast, and he also talks about different topics. Um, but they were talking about like how it could be a problem, you know, and, what, and how it could be benefit, you know, to the metaverse. But these things that he brought up, one about data and, you know, you know covering, preventing uh, technology from being misused for like... Um, hate speech or terrorism and stuff like that, you know, but in order for them to, in order for us to be free from those things, I believe that we need to understand that one, that the more of your, of your freedom that you give up, the more, you know, the more control, you know, is placed on you. So, you know, this comes into a, you know, it's a two way street. I really feel that we should pay attention to how history has been how history, you know, especially American history, has been formulated, and um, how American history has been formulated, and how we overcame a lot of these problems. Because I really believe that a lot of the problems that are going on today will be going on again on on online. So, um, it's also movies like called Ready Player One that I would actually recommend you to watch too, or read the the book that talks about like you know a very similar storyline of like how virtual reality. And video games and online experiences led to a lot of different things that happens in our real world and also the virtual reality world. Um, so if you want to watch the full video of, of Mr. Who's a Voice or Joe Rogan Experience, you know, you can feel free to listen to them. But, um, you know, for me personally, you know, I'm a big fan of this virtual reality thing and I'm excited to, you know, to be a part of it in some form, in some fashion. You know, um, there's going to be opportunities to um, to program for these te- platforms. Um, there's going to be an opportunity that as more people, you know, go on the platform, there might be a necessary need to do certain things like, you know, prom- um, provide experiences that might be interesting, you know, to some people. And you won't necessarily have to go work for Facebook, for example, to do it. You can go ahead you can start your own company that, you know, does things like that. So I am excited about those things. So... Um, next thing is, um, you know, the next, next week's podcast, I will be going ahead and talking a little bit more about, um, knowledge-based agents and like how, uh, people, you know, can, um, create agents to choose ideas and to make decisions very similar to how, you know, we use, um, we play chess or, we, we saw problems that may have a level of uncertainty. So, um, you know, stay tuned for that. But with that being said, um, I'm going to go ahead and end it. Um, thanks a lot for listening. I hope that uh, this, you know, if you have any questions, any comments, anything you want me to, you know, bring up, you know, feel free to visit me at um, Twitter, where it's go- I'm going to be spending most of my time communicating with um I communicate with most of my uh, fans at Decision Architecture. That's at Decisions Theory. That's D E 
C-I-S-O-N-S Theory, T-H-E-O-R-Y. And um, where you'll, you can find the latest you know, updates. Uh, I'm, I found out that that's actually the best place to use. Um, I also have uh, my uh, email, which is learnicgcym, which is L-R-N-E-C-G-C-Y-S-I-A-M at gmail.com. Um, that's the um, that's gonna be the uh, the main um, the main email I'm gonna be using for all of my um, you know podcasts and, and all my other projects um, and and when you have a question you know make sure that you put the name of the the podcast or where you got the plat where you got the information from if you're if you're interested in you know decision architecture you put in you know decision architecture and podcast or decision theory. Or you could just provide a link, so that way in the subtitle, so it would basically help me to find these emails. Because a lot of emails come in, and it's hard to distinguish um, which ones that you're you're referring to. Um, and you could just say hi. You could always you know follow up on Twitter. You know, there are people who normally tend to do that too. Uh, as we continue to grow, we'll we'll have like a Discord channel where people can chime in, and I can use that place as a place to build a community. So. With that being said, thanks a lot for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. What you do is you go through the motions of thinking out what you will do about this. And then when the time comes to act, you make a snap judgment.